Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Exciting times here at Grapeseed, and I'm not just talking about the release of Nexus. There's been some shifting of positions here, and because of it, I'll be returning to the global training team. I will have a whole new team working with me, so I wanted to take the next several podcast episodes to introduce the rest of the crew. Two will be new voices to the pod, while two others will be voices you have heard here in the past. We're going to start with Malone, who will be involved in all things technology. With Connect, Nexus, and even the portal, Grapeseed has made big steps toward digitalization. To that end, someone with Malone's expertise is critical, but I'll let him get into that. Welcome to the show, Malone. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Very exciting to have you on the board. Let, let's kind of get the audience acquainted with you here. How long have you been part of the Grapeseed family, like a Grapeseed teacher or coach or other positions? Yeah, been a while. Of course, not as long as you, but I joined Grapeseed Vietnam in August 2017. So we're about six years. And I joined, I, I was hired as a coach, but in in Vietnam, Grapeseed Vietnam, they require or used to require one year of teaching prior to being a coach. So the first year that I was working as a coach, the majority of my work time was spent either preparing for or teaching Grapeseed. But yeah, six years. It's uh, It's been a while. I, I do like the little shot there about how old I am, but I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> Also, I, I didn't know that other countries did that. I thought I thought I was kind of unique in that when I got hired as sales originally, I didn't have any grapeseed teaching experience. So they sent me to Mason for like the first three or four months of my my whole career here. So that's that's cool that you got the same kind of opportunity to to actually get some practice in and and practice what you preach, basically. Yeah, there's there's such a big difference between learning about something and actually experiencing something especially when it's all... a classroom of five-year-old kids right especially when you've never taught five-year-old kids before and you're you're getting hired to help other help teachers deal with that five-year-old classroom situation if you've never experienced that you might know grapeseed in and out you might know every fact about the curriculum there is you might have memorized every piece of content but you're not going to have the tools you need to to really properly help those teachers. So I begrudgingly, I will add, taught. But in hindsight, it was it was probably one of the one of the most formative experiences of my time here with Grapeseed. Yeah, in cases where you can't necessarily get that experience, you kind of have to be learning on the job, right? So I mentioned that I was only three or four months at Mason, and that that clearly wasn't enough. So I was a lot of my first year as a grapeseed coach, I was learning from other teachers just as much as I was giving advice to newer teachers. So yeah, it takes a village, right? It does indeed. Next question here. So you started there, and I started as a coach, and you taught a little bit there, but now you're obviously not a grapeseed coach. What roles have you had between then and now? Yeah, so I think technically I've only had two roles. So I had the coach role when I was hired and then the role up until, I guess this is being released in August. So I guess three roles now, but I was a coach and then a product strategist for the technology division. And now whatever we are now. 
I don't think there's uh, a, a specific name, but uh, your product strategist role, what what does that kind of entail? Yeah, so it was pitched to me as market research and product innovation. So looking at what's out there in the education industry, particularly for ages four to 12, English as a second language, and figuring out what we should maybe be pursuing technology-wise, and then helping to design that and giving input into that. But very quickly, I found out that the role was much broader than that, not clearly defined, and, and not in a bad way, but you know, it was kind of a support role for the technology division. So when the technology division needed help with this thing or that thing, and there wasn't uh, necessarily anyone available to do that. Of course, there were plenty of capable people, but they were doing more important things. I was asked to step in and, and try and fulfill some of those things. So over my time as a product strategist, I, of course, did market research and helped come up with ideas and designs for, for new features and products. But I also occasionally stepped in as a tester when our testing staff were, were busy and we needed to test a few things, I've come alongside some of the other global teams and helped them navigate our technology when we didn't have anybody else to necessarily do it or any training content for them to learn from. I've done more admin related stuff as well, some team management for a little while, kind of whatever the global head of technology needed and couldn't do himself and didn't have anybody else to do, he would just ask me to do it. So I got a lot of experiences and a lot of new skills, learning on the job, as you said, uh, which was really enjoyable, really valuable. Sounds like it. How did that experience in the technology division after you were a coach, how did that kind of change and shape your thinking about Grapeseed in general? My background's in linguistics. So when I first got hired as a coach, I just fell in love with the curriculum. I, knowing how it was designed and the research it was based on, I couldn't get enough. And then joining the technology division, I think I'd always had a love for technology and had taught myself a few things here and there, but I don't think as a coach, I had really thought through how the technology could impact the actual process of using grapeseed to transform the lives of teachers and children. And so I don't think my necessarily my view or understanding of grapeseed itself changed, but I think the way that that understanding works itself out has changed. I've seen a lot more. I, I guess my, my view has been broadened. When I was a coach with Grapeseed Vietnam, we were always, and I think most regions are, very strict about certain things, you know, lesson plans. You have to follow the lesson plans exactly. There's only five units a year. You know, we were very strict on a lot of those things and for a good reason. But when you're focused on very specific details, it's hard to imagine a bigger picture. It's hard to imagine a new way or a different way of teaching grapeseed that might be equally, if not more, effective. And I have a deep love for 
finding problems and solving them. I, I don't know why. I just really enjoy solving problems. I think most people do. Maybe. Maybe I'm just weird. I have no idea. But there are problems with teaching grapeseed traditionally. Just like there are problems with everything else. It's not because of grapeseed. It's because we're all human and the kids are human. And not only are they human, they're only five years old. So they're not fully developed humans yet either. And there's a lot of complications that come in with that. And uh, different types of support are needed and different types of instruction are needed for different types of kids in different environments. And then, of course, you know, with the pandemic, we all found out all of a sudden that oh, in-class teaching actually isn't even allowed. You're not allowed to leave your house, you know? So being able to see those problems and being surrounded by people who can help solve those problems, you know, the developers and, and testers in the technology division. Yeah, it's uh, just opened, I guess it's opened my, opened my mind to see other ways that Grapeseed could be implemented effectively. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm pretty much a traditionalist at heart. So when things like Connect and Nexus first were announced and started getting some of that information, I was like, ah, oh, is this really going to, is this really going to be okay? Is this going to really work out for us? But then I getting my hands on it and seeing all the work you guys did, it's really impressive stuff. And it really does address a lot of needs. So Grapeseed now, because of things like Connect and Nexus are able to reach a broader audience of students and give them the gift of grapeseed that they might not necessarily have received in the past because we were so focused on the traditional setup of, okay, here are the teaching cards. This is how many units a year, all that kind of stuff. So now we got a lot more flexibility and it's exciting to be in this, this new age. Indeed. So I always ask teachers and coaches this question for either the 10 things of the Grapeseed Friends series, but favorite unit and component, what are yours? Oh, man. I mean, it's hard to pick. There really are so many good ones. It's I a think. standard. That's a standard Grapeseed Vietnam answer. I think every every guest we've had from Vietnam has said that exact same answer. So give us the, give us the real so answer. True. It's so true. Real quick, what was, what was Lynn's answer? Hers was Dancing Pig, Unit 4. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't her favorite unit. Her favorite unit was eight. Ah, interesting. I would have expected everybody grows. I think a lot of the people in the Vietnam office love everybody grows. That's um, a standard answer internationally. <laughs> right? I mean, it's because it's so true, Adam. My favorite component in unit, favorite unit, 18, mm -hmm. mostly because of the experience I had in that unit with the class I was teaching. But the favorite component is also Unit 18, the special song. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why? Yeah, why the special song? Well, I think for me personally, it hits something, something deep in my life experiences. You know, there were, there were times when I was a kid that I felt like my house was on fire and there was nothing around that was going to take care of it and i needed i needed special help <laughs> in more ways than one if i'm really being honest but yeah there's you know coming out of that 
childhood and, you know, growing up uh, as everyone does into the person I am today. There's something about taking care of the weak and the vulnerable and the hurting people uh, and expecting nothing in return and being okay with that and and wanting to help. Uh, you know, this the fireman in the special song, nobody's asking him to put out the fire. Nobody's praising him when he does put out the fire and he's not asking them to. He just does it because it's the right thing to do. And yeah, I think I think there's a lot of kids out there that need special influences in their life to put out fires. And I think specifically my unit 18 class, I had one of my students had some really unfortunate circumstances in his life. And, you know, there were behavior issues in class because of that and outbursts and, and the typical things that grapeseed teachers have seen teachers, any, any kind of teacher, has seen, you know, kids have issues and emotions and they don't know how to deal with them. And it comes out in crazy ways sometimes, but being able to talk to him and, and really listen to what he was going through and comfort him in that, and then give him 40 minutes of fun, learning English providing an opportunity for him in the future to potentially get out of some of those circumstances, you know, with his own hard work and determination and this newfound skill of communication in English, being able to give him those 40 minutes in class of, of what appeared to be joy was, was really meaningful to me. And it's something that, you know, I wish I wish I had. And there's a lot of kids out there that probably wish they have it too. Dang man, that's a that's a really deep answer for the the special song. I never really thought about the special song that deeply about the fireman and the the lessons of helping out other people without wanting any compensation or anything like that. But wow, look at that grapeseed's super deep. Everybody, <laughs> I might be I might be reading into it. I don't know. I no, I, think... I didn't write the component, so I have no idea. That should be one of our one of your next podcasts. Is Whoever wrote the special song, you should have them on to discuss the deeper meaning of the special song. That that would be an interesting topic for a, a podcast series. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do in the future? We got we got new new things are happening now, so we might we might change things up. Let's go. All right, give me your best classroom story. This can be your own teaching or watching another teacher or really anything. Well, my favorite classroom story, I think I've already shared, you know, the student with with family circumstances and stuff. But All right, give uh, me another one. Yeah, when I was a coach, gosh, what was that teacher's name? See, I'm a terrible coach. That's why I'm not a coach anymore. I couldn't remember any of my teacher's names. I remember distinctly remember having a new teacher and I was you know, part of the training team. So I did foundation training in person and she was really eager to learn about the curriculum and how to teach it well. And, you know, she was really engaged during foundation training and, you know, all signs point to she's going to be a really effective teacher. 
this is great. And she got into a classroom setting, honestly, not unlike myself, and found that it was, it seemed impossible to manage. The kids were just seemingly uncontrollable, bouncing off the walls, screaming, interjecting, not participating, just doing all sorts of things. And I was her coach and I had an on-site visit with her and I watched, I think I watched about 15 minutes before I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to step in and I got up from the back of the room and, and she was a little flustered. I think, you know, there's an extra, I think there's extra anxiety for the teacher when the coach is in the room, you know? So she was a little flustered and I went up to the front and I just gently took the component out of her hands and said, you know, you know what, let me, let me teach the rest of this class. You just take a little break and I'll, I'll take care of the rest of this class. And I taught the rest of the class and she, I mean, she stayed in the classroom and, and watched me teach and watched me engage with the kids. And as any grapeseed coach knows, I mean, I think this is common experience for grapeseed coaches. Kids often interact better with the coach than they do with their actual teacher. Same thing's true of just children in general. They act better with, you know, strangers or relatives they don't see every day than they do with their parents. And so she got to see a classroom setting where these seemingly uncontrollable kids were engaged. They were singing the songs. They were doing the action activities. And they were answering questions and, I mean, by all accounts, perfectly participating in a grapeseed lesson. And it, I mean, it certainly wasn't anything in particular that I did uh, that solved that. But in her getting to see a coach teach a class, someone with a little more classroom management experience and, and whatever else, uh, and seeing her kids truly engaged and realizing this actually is possible. I went back a month later and she had perfect control of the classroom. Kids were perfectly engaged. And again, I mean, I might've been her coach, but I didn't really coach her in anything. I gave her feedback at the end of the onsite visit, but it wasn't the feedback. It was just her being able to see, oh, this is possible. And then once she saw it was possible, she did it in her own way. And she did it very differently than how I did it but she managed to, to pull things together. And I think seeing, I think the reason that's one of my favorite stories is, you know, our goal as a company is to transform the lives of teachers and children. Transforming the lives of children with an English curriculum, that's easy to understand. We're providing them language skills, which give them better opportunities in the future for jobs, education, whatever. But how do we transform the lives of teachers exactly? Is it just providing a quality curriculum? Is it just providing an administration platform that helps them and their school administrators manage classes? No, there's something deeper that Grapeseed offers that most companies don't offer. And that's intentional, structured coaching from a Grapeseed professional. You know, that's one of the best ways that we transform the lives of teachers. And I think that's really valuable. So. 
All right. Last question. What has you excited about grape seed right now? Who you, Adam, you have me excited. About <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we're leaving that in. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, be a game man. time decision on that. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited about a lot of things. I think as a company, we have a lot of really talented and gifted people. And we are working hard to get those people in the right positions. That's what I see. I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, other people are doing that. The global heads are doing that, I think. And seeing and meeting these people and finding out what their skill sets are and seeing them placed into the right positions, things that not only are they good at or could be good at, but they enjoy and they're gifted in and, uh, you know, all these different things. The future of Grapeseed is very bright in my mind, partly because of that. And then also, of course, you know, coming from the technology division, I love technology. I think our technology has been increasingly improving, but seeing our company open up to improving grapeseed, grapeseed instruction, grapeseed training, grapeseed administration, to improving all the aspects of our operation with technology, or in some cases without technology, if, if the technology doesn't fit, just the fact that they're open to exploring that has me really excited. I've, I've seen companies and been a part of companies that were not open to changing things. You know, they had the right way to do it and they didn't want to think about any other way. But in reality, the way they were doing it was extremely inefficient. And yeah, seeing that Grapeseed's open to that has me excited as well. I think things are only going to get better. Well, we've got some big, big shoes to fill, you and I and the rest of the team oh, taking over for the, the the current training team. So big hats off and shout out to them for all the hard work that they've done up until now. But Indeed. I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast here, Malone. Hopefully the listeners will get to hear you a little more often in the future than once every 190 episodes, but <laughs> we'll have to make that happen. Yeah, that sounds good, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, if you have any comments or questions about this episode, feel free to send them into mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day. But now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.